I'm I'm just I'm talking into the camera and then I put it on the on the thing and then people listen to it. My dad is just being silly. You can't live. Maybe when you're older. Oh no, she's gonna listen to it when she's older. <laughs> I just realised that. <laughs> no, I don't think this is for you to listen to. Being silly. <laughs> really? Anything else you want to say? Uh, that is really being silly. Hello and welcome to another episode of Menace to Sobriety live from the Rascal's Nest, which is my home. So you may have my kids run in, my northern missus show up, giving it some rattless or rattless or give over some of that stuff. Oh, uh, what's this stuff here? Running water, never seen it before. It's internet, all that chance. Uh, I've got my dog sleeping underneath here um, and my kids might run in at any time. We are live from my house because I can't get to the studio because I'm shooting a feature film and it's consuming my life, but I'm desperate to never miss a week of this podcast. So every Monday, whoever uses this podcast to sort of pep them up, get them going, has still got it, has still got it there from. Um, but I wanted to use this podcast as an opportunity to let you know what my plans are with the podcast. I'm going to chop it up a little bit. I'm getting a little bit, um, you know, I, th- I feel like the podcast can become a little bit depressing at times, just because some of the stories that we uh, we encounter in it can be quite deep, quite triggering. And even though there's normally light after the darkness in these stories and it's quite inspiring, I feel like I just want to bring more comedy to this podcast because at the end of the day, look, come on, let's let's have it straight, right? I'm one of the UK's finest and I ain't just talking about being sexy. <laughs> All right. I'm one of the UK's finest comedians. I've got a 28 UK date fucking stand-up comedy tour coming, shooting comedy movies. Uh, I'm a comedy genius. I'm one of the old Gs. Listen, my ego is still there and I love that, but... Um, All joking aside, I just want to bring more light to this. I want to talk about these interesting, fun, inspiring subjects, but I want to just have a break from the darkness that's associated with them. So I think I'm going to get my co-host in. Um, There's only one man I can get to co-host this podcast, and that's Kirk Norcross. So if he will do it, I think I'm going to do a season. Me, Kirk Norcross getting people to send in their inspiring stories or their questions and stuff like that, taking some general general um, current affairs and just shooting the shit with him because me and him bounce off each other. And I ain't talking about bouncing off each other in a broke break mountain kind of way. I'm talking about we bounce off each other comedy-wise. So that's my plan. Let me know in the comments or DM me and, and let me know if that's all right. And then we can go in and out of guests. That's when we can get good guests on. We'll still do that stuff. But I think I'm going to bring Kirk on as a co-host. What do you think? What's your thoughts? Let me know in the comments. Now, talking of comments, I'm going to do something a little bit different here. Uh, and it might take me a bit of time to find good ones. But I want to go through some of the comments because I've got uh, I've got to say a massive thank you to everyone. There's 30,000 people, I think, on this channel now on YouTube. Um, about the same on the uh, TikTok and Instagram. It's getting about half a million downloads, audio downloads a month, I think, which is fucking fantastic. So if you're listening to this somewhere, if you're running, keep going. You can do it. If you're in the bath and you're a geezer, all right there, don't get a bone up because it'll look like a like the top of a mountain poking out through the bubbles. But um, if you're a lady, enjoy. If you're at work, 
procrastinate. Whatever you do, just enjoy my voice for this next sort of half an hour because I'm going to... um. I'm going to connect with you directly, you viewers, you listeners, uh, and read out some of your comments from the YouTube channel because the YouTube channel is immensely um, interactive. I'm blown away, actually, by a lot of it on there. So I'm going to have a little scroll through. I might read them. They might not make sense. We might have to work them out together. Please bear in mind, I've got ADHD, dyslexia, and I'm um, excitable. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm quite simple in some terms, creative, yet, um, yeah, I find it difficult reading sometimes. But here we go. Let's let's kick off this. This is uh, a comment from about two weeks ago. Here we go. The football rant. What type of drink are you? It's the video was what type of drink are you? And the football rant said two weeks ago, Dan, I listened to the Kirk Norcross interview and I went to my local CA meeting. Since then, I've been sober. No gear, no drink, four and a half months. Thank you. Wow. Boom. That's crazy. Um, ah, man, that makes me proud. Uh, first off, four and a half months. That's amazing. Um, I'm blown away. Uh, you know, I've, I've always been a bit nervous about um, talking uh, deeply about uh, my struggles with drink and drugs. And I say struggles, it's just fucking normal life by, by, by most accounts, the way that everyone uses, you know, the weekends drinking and all that stuff. Um, and uh, I've been judged heavily, heavily on it. I've lost work. <laughs> I, I straight up know I've lost work because people have said, oh, well, you're talking about drinking drugs a lot. Um, like it's a negative thing. Uh, it's still very taboo. Um, but I'm not embarrassed by it because of things like this. Uh, things like this guy obviously related to, because the big thing about this whole podcast for me is there's a lot of people out there that don't even realize they've got a problem, you know, because they've never had, they've never had to try and stop or they've never had a reason to, to reevaluate what they're doing. You know what I mean? You only realize that you've got a bit of an issue when someone says, maybe you shouldn't drink this weekend or maybe, how about, you know, if your missus says, oh, how about, you know, instead of us, you know, getting a bag in and sniffing a load of gear, would you like to like, shall we cook? Shall we do something nice? And you're like, uh, what the fuck do you mean? I don't eat on the weekends. Um, but my, I joke about it, but my point is, you know, there's a lot of people out there that just thought what they was doing was normal, right? And this is a prime example of it. There's a lot of people out there that might know that they've got a fucking bad problem, but there's a lot of people out there that, like me, just thought, you know, it's just the way I am. I like I like to have a bit of a session, a bit of a party, but <laughs> but um, everything around me was falling apart. You know, my relationship was falling apart. You know, work was fucking, I wasn't making any, too much progress. I was um, aggy, angry, aggressive, rude, you know, just fucking on a come down, hungover. And I was like, this is just life. It's just hard. Um, and now that I'm out of it, I'm like, wow, man, like the fucking, the light is back in my life. And, um, I hope to think that people, people watch and that they can see the light coming back into my life. And they're like, do you know what? I want a bit of that. So that really inspires me. Let's get another one. Heinsberg, two weeks ago, this was Heisenberg, his name is. I don't think that's his real name. That's weird. High highs mean low lows. Law of nature. If you use unnatural substances to be high, you'll feel unnaturally low after. Yin and yang. I like that. That one's touched me. That one really, that's like, you know, it's like Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson's music back in the day, you know, really touched me. Not Michael Jackson. I mean, it's like, 
you know, it's, yeah, high highs means low lows. We get that. But if you use unnatural substances to be high, you'll feel unnaturally low. That's a madness. Think about it. Your body, you're unnaturally pushing yourself like high. So then your body goes unnaturally low and it can get too low. Um, so yeah, I like that comment. Big up yourself, Heisenberg, whoever you are. Right, Ron2615, Dabba, smashing it with all these podcasts. It's a mara... Let me do that again. Ron2615, Dapper is smashing it with this podcast, the most relatable podcast ever. Wow, thank you. I love the fact that you think it's relatable. Um, but I guess that means that my disaster is your disaster. My life... The mess in my life is also the mess in your life. I like that. I like that. But joking aside, I do always say, I do always think this. I think the one good thing or the positive thing or the best thing that comes from going through bad things in life, like loss, addiction, grief, um, you know, big bad things in your life. The one positive thing is when you survive it, You've got something to give to other people, which is experience, right? There is always sunshine after the rain. Um, so when someone's in a storm, you can be like, look, it's nice over here. Come over here. Don't worry. You don't have to stay there. It's not always going to be like that. Come over here. Um, and that's a gift, man. It's a privilege. So thank you very much. Oh, that's my daughter. Thank you very much. Uh, watching this podcast is a bit like watching... <laughs> watching i'll tell you what watching this pick up pigcast fucking no watching this podcast is a little bit like watching jeremy kyle isn't it back in the day because you know you'd watch jeremy kyle when you got a day off work or something you'd, you'd, you'd click it on you watch jeremy kyle and you think oh you know what my life ain't that bad actually and that's what this podcast is all about man that's the that's the point of this podcast man we're all fucked together <laughs> All right, let's keep going. A, B, bro, I've had two sips and the next thing I know, I've been up for three days and spent all my money on the packet. Bro, that's because, listen, you can't, listen, people, what don't you get? If like me, when you have a couple of drinks, you're asking yourself for advice after you're two Stellas down, you ain't, two Stella me ain't never going to give me good advice. That's how much of a lightweight I am. Like, on the way to the pub, I might think some dumb stuff, right? But one telling me, I'm like, hey. two telling me, I'm like, woo, let's go. That's two telling me. In my mind, if I ask two telling me, what do you reckon, man? Should we um, should we get a packet? Two telling me is saying, get a packet. What are you, a fucking, get, get a cone, shit in it, put it on your head and run down the road with your cock out. That's two telling me. So, uh, went on a bit of a rant there, AB, but yeah, two sips and the next thing you're up for three days. Look, it's a gateway drug. The alcohol is the problem. Here we go. Robbie, Robbie Wilson. Um, yeah, Robbie Wilson. Here we go. This is on a video. Uh, this is when I called myself an addict. So I don't know if we want to cut that video in, but, uh, this is exactly right. When I say to people that I'm an alcoholic, people tend to say, Oh, you don't need it every day. So you're not. But I basically explain to them this exact thing. Sooner or later, it always ends up in the same place. Two week bender, bag of gear, 
Massive come down. Without the booze, I have no problem abstaining. Three years sober and I'm never going back. Best decision in my life. Well, first off, Robbie Wilson, thanks for your comment. Uh, congratulations on three years sober. That is amazing. What an inspiration. Um, but my thinking on this really is, <laughs> you know, this is the problem with uh, alcoholism, drug abuse, drug addiction. It's not only just a taboo subject, but also it's such catch-22 because... You know, people think that you've only got a problem if you're waking up in the morning and reaching for a bottle of vodka or sniffing a line uh, as soon as you get out of bed or you're in a gutter. Um, that's when they think you've got a problem, right? So they push it and push it and push it and push it and push it. And by the time that there is too late, right? You, you're in, you ain't getting out. But, um, and not, and this is a taboo. I don't, I don't know if I'm, if I, if I'm always going to consider myself an alcoholic or, a, um, you know, an addict or whatever, because I'm beating it. That's what that's what I'm doing. But the truth of the matter is, if you're if every weekend you cannot control yourself and you're abusing alcohol and drugs to the point of it's affecting your work life, your um your home life, and your mental health, you got a problem. It's as simple as that. Um, and the more that that's readily known, that people can just have an unhealthy relationship with drugs and alcohol and they can choose sobriety. You don't have to wait until your life is ruined to choose sobriety. You can choose sobriety when things are not feeling right, you know, or you can just dip in and out. <laughs> that, that's not going to work, actually. You can't just dip in and out. If you've got a problem, you just got to get out. But uh, all right. Thanks, Robbie. James Reed. This is the sort of shit I need to be hearing. Do your friends support your sobriety? James Reed. Oh man, that's such a that's such a complex question. Um James Reed, this is the sort of shit I need to be hearing. Do your friends support your sobriety? In a word, yes. In a word, yes, uh they do. I got um I got out of my old mates, out of my old mates from school and um that majority of them, I guess, support my sobriety. I don't, I don't mention it apart from one of my pals, Chris Newman. He's a uh, shout out to Chris. If you're listening, he's very supportive. I like Chris. He's very supportive. My mate, Matt as well. Uh, the bad man. He's very supportive out of my old, out, out of my old friends. The rest of them, I suppose they are supportive, but I, I don't really hear from them. A couple of them. I, one of them in particular, I don't hear from at all anymore, uh, which is a bit sad, but people's true colors come out if people don't like you they don't like you whatever there's different ways of looking at, at it maybe i've pissed them off maybe i was a twat um or maybe people just don't like sober people when they're um bang on it whatever it is i don't know but um in general the answer to that question is yes my friends do support me and then my uh business partner carlos he's immensely supportive really supportive and very proud and uh lee mark and uh, everyone else everyone else to surround me um you know all my boys at boxing yeah they're all supportive man everyone so i guess in a word yes um the ones that still are friends are supportive um <clears throat> d three months ago when i gave up drinking i lost all my friends they talked to they talked in the third person as if i didn't exist they are good people. They were just friends with a different vision of me that disappeared. I love that. That's a that's a nice analogy. Um, yeah, man. Well, the 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 the, the mate. The, we people move in different directions, man, and um, you just got to allow that. I think. Uh, look, this this whole friends thing, and you're I'm grieving, man. You people are grieving when they go sober. You're grieving not just 
the loss of your social life, but also you're grieving the um, the fucking just an old life, man, an old life. Like you know, there's beautiful parts to um, social drinking, isn't there? There's you know that to the people that can enjoy it, I'm very jealous. I miss it, you know, going down to the pub and chatting shit and drinking and and everything. And, you know, some people might take it the wrong way that you don't want to be part of that. And, um, you know, but they do. Sometimes they talk about you like you're dead, not that you're sober. But, um, uh, phew, man, whatever. I'm just, I, 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 I'm going to be completely honest. I, I am absolutely drained. I'm drained of worrying about what people think of me i'm not gonna lie it's been consuming the last three weeks of my life i've had so much like fucking insecure thoughts and shit going on in my mind the last three weeks it's like something snapped it's like um i've been speaking to a couple of really well-known people really really well-known people that have seen my videos online and they've said i've been doing what they call white knuckling they said that I've been white knuckling my sobriety. So, you know, screaming and shouting about sobriety like it's the best thing in the world, doing the podcast and everything and, you know, trying to do it on my own. And I hit a bit of a wall when I started doing this film uh, and I, I couldn't exercise and because uh, I didn't have time and I'd come away from the podcast and my mind went wild. Oh, like panic mode. Oh, you know, the people from the past don't like you are and oh, what have you done wrong? And they don't like you because you were a twat and da, da 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 or certain people were using you and oh, what have I done with my following? You know, they used to love me for the session for drinking and uh, maybe, you know, oh, maybe I've made the wrong decision. And, for, and it all boiled down to me wanting everyone to like me and people pleasing and that insecurity. And uh, I got tired. I got really tired in my head and something just clicked. And I was just like, fuck everyone else, man. Fuck everyone else. The only fucking people I give a shit about liking me is my wife, my two kids, my mum, and that's it, I think. I, I could not, maybe my brother, um, my sister. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I could, I mean, I want to be liked in general because being liked, I feel is like a, I've gone on a rant here, but being liked, I feel is like, um, is uh, being liked is like a reward for being good, for being a good person. But that must stem from childhood trauma of some form, you know? Uh, if I'm good, people will like me, you know, because feeling like you're getting told off or whatever. I don't know. I'm getting a bit deep, but I just, oh, I'm tired. Oh, I'm tired of worrying about what people think. I just, I, 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 deep down inside, I know I'm a good person. I know that I'm doing, I'm spending my time doing the right things. I'm, I'm out. I'm earning money. I'm doing things for myself to raise my profile with my comedy and my films and stuff like that. And I'm working hard and I fucking deserve it. Um, but also I'm taking my time in my spare time to do this stuff, to talk about my struggles in order to help people out there that are struggling. Right. And I've got that group with 40,000 lads in it that, that I spend my mornings on and, I, you know, I work with a team on. So other men can talk about what they're doing because I know how rewarding it is and it, and it helps. So as long as I know that I'm giving back, that a certain amount of my time is for giving to others and helping others. 
then fuck what everyone else thinks, man, because I couldn't give a fucking shit if your opinion on me has changed since I've gone sober, because that changes more, that says more about you than me. And ultimately, my wife is happy, man. My wife is the happiest she has been in 10 years. I know that for a fact. She's the happiest she's been in 10 years. I mean, even when she first met me, it was a roller coaster. Then she then she, she, she met me. I lost my father. I lost my TV show. It all fucking all went to fucking shit. I was scraping my way back up. Then she lost her father. Then we fucking, I went off the rails. It's been hard, man. Um, I mean, we've had a lot of fun along the way. Don't get me wrong, but it's been up and down. Now it's calm because there is no alcohol. There's no drugs. There's no arguments. I mean, we bicker over silly things like if I buy something stupid or if I leave wet towels on the bed or, you know what I mean? Sometimes if I'm walking around just with a fucking towel and I got out of the shower and she's giving it the eye and I'm like, that ain't a fucking piece of meat. You know what I'm saying? Stop looking at me like you're about to jump me bones, right? At least cook me dinner or say, or, do you know what I mean? At least fucking, you know what I mean? I ain't easy. I ain't easy. You know what I mean? Buy me a handbag or shank before you're going to shag me. But um, I digress. See how I sometimes just jump into comedy when I'm getting a bit too deep. I think it's a defense mechanism. Um, but I proper ranted on that question. But um, yeah, I guess what I was trying to say is oh, I'm tired. Tired of worrying about why people don't like me. I don't give a fuck anymore. Do you know what I mean? Um, I've got a beautiful following on social media and the people that get me, get me. And this also comes down to like fucking trolls, man. Like this whole Philip Schofield, I've done loads of content of it and I made a bit of a U-turn on my... She's going to come in here now. She's mental. Uh, <laughs> she's crazy. Ruru, you're right. I'm just working. Um, yeah, I've done a bit of a U-turn with some content I was doing about Philip Schofield. You know, I was taking the piss out of him. And then I saw he, I saw the video that he put online where uh, Philip Schofield put a video up where he was saying, what, what do you guys want to do? Do you want me to kill myself? And that changed my that changed my view on it. It really struck a nerve with me. I mean, uh, as much as it's essentially you know he's using it to stop the backlash it's it's real you know it probably is real that's probably how he feels and i know that because that's how i felt when when it happened to me right and and uh, i had to speak to the samaritans it was around the same time that the press and the media were going in on me and 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 i'd been cancelled and fired and stuff so anyway i decided to because i'm not too big to put my hands up and just say look do you know what i think i've gone a bit too far on this so you know i'm gonna get off the bandwagon i've done a video got a lot of shit for it um and um yeah i had i had one woman i had sometimes trolls really kill me man like sometimes trolls and i get it every every single day trolls are now a part of my job it's just as simple as that like um you can't have millions of followers across your all your different channels i've got like fucking two million on facebook nearly a million on tiktok um instagram's coming up to a million there's nearly four hundred thousand on twitter and you know you can't post stuff on on your social media stuff and then when they when it goes viral when it goes outside of your reach get the hump when people don't like it you know i don't mind that if people don't like it but so i fucking can't stand stupid people i can't fucking stand stupid people stupid people and rude and arrogant and horrible and just people that think they're art that's one thing i really can't stand is men that are bullies do you know what i mean bullying men on online because 
you just pussies really. Um, but anyway, and I had this woman and, and she, uh, it was on a Philip Schofield video that I'd done where it, it was on, it was on a, it was on another podcast and, um, it, all right, the joke was probably in bad taste, but there was no malice in it. It was a very simple situation where the, 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 the podcast person said, um, you know, I was talking about Philip Schofield. I said that I'd done uh, a video on it and Jack Jones had, had caught him out on a date with this young lad at the time. Looks like he's 15, 16 or whatever. And he, Jack Jones was celebrating, hitting a million followers and he was in the background. And um, now when you look back on the video, it looks quite sinister. And I was talking about that. And one of the other guests and one of the other gentlemen on the podcast said, he looks like he's an absentee father taking his kid out on a, on like bowling, taking his kid bowling, an absentee father, you know, um, you know, the family's divorced and it's the dad taking his son out bowling. That's what it looked like. And then one of the other podcast hosts said, well, he did put three fingers in him. And because they were doing bowling puns, I said, and threw him down an alley. Right. It's a joke. Right? It's just a bowling pun. Didn't go down well online. Um, a lot of people got involved. And uh, this is what winds me up, you know. Someone come on there and said, uh, you know, well, if your family if being affected by um, sexual abuse, I said, well, my family has been affected by sexual abuse, actually. Um, well, that doesn't matter. You know, you're fucking out of order, uh, making jokes. I said, yeah, it was a bowling pun. There's no malice in it. It's a bowling pun. Well, you need to check your ego, she said to me. You need to check your ego and have a word with yourself. And I thought, no, well, what the f- You need to fucking have a word with yourself, didn't you? Who in their right fuck... I mean, what sort of fucking narcissist, what sort of narcissist, right, goes online, sees some comedy or something that someone thinks is funny, right, doesn't agree with it, and then tries to change that person's sense of humour? Who the fuck... Are these people to tell me what I should and shouldn't find funny? Your humour, people's humour and comedy is based upon so many different fucking things. People's humour is based upon your fucking culture, where you were brought up, what class you are, how old you are, whether you've got kids, whether you're single, whether you take drugs. People's view on what they find funny is filtered through their experience in life. What I'm going to laugh at Someone else isn't going to... What I'm going to... Do you think that me, a working class comedian that got expelled from school, that grew up on a fucking council estate, that's battled alcohol and drug addiction, um, that fucking moved out when he was 15 years old and has been grafting and turned himself into a bit of an entrepreneur and now does all right for himself. Do you think I'm going to have the same fucking sense of humour and, and laugh at the same things as a public schoolboy that comes from a wealthy family um, that's, I mean, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, by the way, but um, that, um, you know, that, that that grew up around money or out in the country, you know, has a fairly privileged life or da da da, da whatever. Um, do, are we going to find the same thing funny? Have we had the same struggles? No, I mean, he's probably had different struggles. You know, I'm, I'm apologising here now, so I don't come across as rude to anyone that's born into money and has had it good because fair play to you. But what I'm saying is we're fucking different, man. Do you think... Do you think the 30-year-old version or the 20-year-old version of me has got the same sense of humour as the nearly 40-year-old version of me? No, man. No. Do you think the kids of today are going to find my videos funny? Probably not. Do you think the adults of today are going to find my videos funny from when I was a kid? Probably not. But can any of those, do any of those people have the right to tell the other people what they should and shouldn't find funny? No. So fuck off. <laughs> Sorry. But listen, guys, I went on some mad rants then, so I do apologise. It was a bit of a wild episode. But um, listen, 
This is Menace to Sobriety. I'm going to be chopping this podcast up and mixing it up. And one thing with me is I'm not the sort of person that just sort of can stick to one solid format. My mind is always racing. I like to organically grow things uh, and, and make things so they can mold and move with the time and with the audience. So... You're going to see this podcast develop in a few different ways. I'm going to try and get Kirk on as my co-host, Kirk Norcross, if he will do it. Uh, we're going to be shooting it here, I think. We're going to be getting some guests in to come with us, and it's going to turn into more of a comedy, well-being, sobriety podcast. So imagine it being menace to sobriety and comedy. i make it a little bit more interesting. If you stuck with me through that whole episode, please go and follow me on Instagram and pop me a DM and let me know. If there's anything that touched your heart, uh, or made you laugh, let me know in the comments. And if you enjoyed this, let me know and I'll do more of it. Uh, my other daughter is home and my wife, so I better go. The dogs are going wild. Uh, Neve, do you want to say anything to the guys out there? There's no one actually there yet. It's a pre-recording. Go on. Hello. See, it's very loud. Say hi. Hi. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's Neve. She's a bit wild. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for tuning in and I better go. Thank you very much and subscribe, like, share, follow. Let me know what your thoughts were of this podcast. If you want more of it like this and thank you for your time. Bye. Say bye guys. Nice and gently. Okay. Let me put them. If I was on. Everyone's been in this, babe, so you might as well come and say hello. Bye bye, mummy. Say bye, Ruby. Bye bye, mates. Say bye. Bye bye. Stop it, me. Bye, everyone, poo. Bye, everyone, poo. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>